0: He assured me, but we need our own space. Right. Space. I knew Derek was mainly concerned about me. He'd be spending most weeks in the city and commuting to Sonoma on the weekends. His Pacific Heights office building had two luxury guest apartments on the top floor, one of which would suit him just fine. I could have stayed there with him, of course, but that would have meant renting studio space at the Covington Library up the hill for my work. This would entail packing up all my bookbinding equipment and supplies, including my various book presses and a few hundred other items of importance to my job. Those small studio spaces in the Covington Library basement, while cheap, were equipped with nothing but a drafting table and two chairs, plus some empty cupboards and counters. I'm a bookbinder specializing in rare book restoration, and I was currently working on several important projects that had to be delivered during the time we would be away from home. The original plan of staying with my parents, while less than ideal, would have allowed me access to my former mentor's fully stocked bookbinding studio, just down the hill from my parents. Abraham Karastovsky had died more than a year ago, but his daughter, Annie, who lived in his house now, had kept his workshop intact. She'd also given me carte blanche to use it whenever I wanted to. For weeks, Derek and I had tossed around various possibilities, including renting a place somewhere in the city. That seemed to be the best alternative, but at the last minute we were given a reprieve that made everyone happy. My parents' next-door neighbors, the Quinlans, generously offered up their gorgeous French-style cottage for our use. They were off to Europe for three months, and we were welcome to live in their home while they were gone. We offered to pay them rent, but all they required from us was that we take good care of their golden retriever, Maggie, and water their plants. When Mom offered to take care of the plants, knowing my tendency to kill them, it was too good a deal to pass up. I was hopeful that sweet old Maggie and my adorable kitten, Charlie, a.k.a. Charlemagne Cupcake Wainwright Stone, a weighty name for something so tiny and cute, would become new best friends. So last weekend, Derek and little Charlie and I had moved out of our south of Market Street loft and turned it over to our builder, who promised to work his magic for us. And suddenly we were living in Dharma, next door to my parents, in a lovely two-story French-style cottage that was both elegant and comfortable. The floor of the wide foyer was paved in old, smooth brick, giving the space a natural outdoor feeling. The spacious living room was more formal, with hardwood floors covered in thick area rugs and oversized plush furniture in browns and topes. Rustic wrought-iron chandeliers hung from the rough-hewn beams that crisscrossed the vaulted ceiling. The sage-toned kitchen was spectacular, with a twelve-foot coffered ceiling a pizza oven, and a wide island that provided extra space for food preparation, as well as seating for six. Off the kitchen was a small library with built-in bookshelves, a wood-burning fireplace, and two overstuffed leather chairs. I could already picture the two of us sitting there, reading books each night by a cozy fire. And in every room on the ground floor, dark wood-paneled French doors opened onto an interior patio, beautifully landscaped with lush plants and flowers. Once we were unpacked and exploring the kitchen, Derek and I watched Maggie and Charlie sniff and circle each other for a few minutes. Finally, they seemed to agree that they could live in peace together. At least I hoped so. Maggie ambled over to her bed and settled herself down on the fluffy surface. Charlie followed right behind her clambered up and perched directly on Maggie's big paw. Maggie stared at the tiny creature for a long moment, and I prepared myself to whisk the cat away. But then Maggie let out a heavy sigh and closed her eyes. Charlie snuggled up against the big dog's soft, warm fur and was asleep several seconds later. Derek and I exchanged smiles. I had a feeling we would all be very happy here, And now here I was, sitting in my mother's kitchen on a bright Monday morning, drinking coffee with Robin, and listening as my mother tried to brush past the fact that I did indeed have an alarming tendency to come upon.